Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. This episode is brought to you in part by DrawYourPicture.com, where you can get me to draw you a picture for pretty darn cheap. See what I've done for others and see what I can do for you at DrawYourPicture.com. And with support from our Patreon sponsors and Letters to Lewis, a rock star dad sharing his insights on life, family, and faith through a series of letters written to infant son. Check it out today, LettersToLewis.com. My name is Smeagol Precious, and you're listening to Nobody's Listening. Calm, calm. You're listening to Nobody's Listening, where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. Hey, everybody, this is Nobody's Listening, the funny story show. Episode 224, brought to you the week of July. No, no, I didn't update that. It's August the 5th, three days from my birthday. It's 2014. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison, and with me, as always, is John. I'm wearing a cool hat, Steinklobber. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks. I'm glad you like my hat. Well, that's a reference to the fact that we are now live streaming video again for the first time in over two and a half years, I think. And uh, and it, and you look good. Thank you for saving us from your baldness. Well, you know, it kind of blinds people when they have to see that on the podcast. Yes. So just... Well, it's it blinds <laughs> them because of the hotness level. Oh, yeah, right. And I don't yeah. mean the track to this. I mean the... The uh, the way a um, something can refract light and gotcha my, shiny car perhaps my reference and my cut down it. are completely shot to heck because I'm apparently not able to think up what I'm trying to say anymore. It's very important That's because for because you're flustered because of my hotness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Your big fat head is taking up one full screen of my setup. Um, I have four screens. Oh. One. For sound effects, sound effects like this. That's our new mm. mi- middle school drama uh, uh, episode. Or episode sound uh, submitted to us by our favorite Fake, guy, yeah. Mr. Janusz. So, um, so I've got I've got that. Nice. I've got show notes, and then I've got uh, media and 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 stuff, and then I have this whole screen dedicated to your your head. So, um, yeah, and that's Thank just you. so the people in the chat room can understand that. And appreciate it. So um, if you have not joined us on Tuesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I highly su- suggest that you do. It's uh, www.nlcast.com slash live. And uh, you can join the chat room. There's a lot of folks in there. I'll go ahead and get it out of the way now. There's Faye, uh, Marvel Geek, Eliz- the Elizabeth, okay. not just Ann Elizabeth, uh, Rylan, m Dash. And some guy named John with a cool hat on. So uh, he's got a hat in his picture too. Yeah, yeah. There, there'll be more folks coming in, you know, later on. So uh, excited about that. So what's been going on in your week, man? Oh my goodness, I, you know, I, I feel like everything is going on. Yeah, but nothing at the same time. How's that work? And I don't know. I know I've been busy. I know a lot's been going on, but I don't. I can't say like what I did. I just know that I've been moving around a bunch. I hate Does that those make days. Sense yeah, that's that busy crap where you're just busy. Yeah, and you're doing a bunch of stuff, but there's nothing really to say. I did and accomplished and did this. And yeah, um, I mean, so, I think pooping is like that. Honestly, you you sit there. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I did that. You stress and strain, and you work. And then after it's over, nothing to show for it, no matter how much you there did. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you'd want anything to show for it. Well, if you're a toddler, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Europeans, from My what I understand, inspect their, their poop at you before they 
Really? Send it on down Maybe they should the be pipes. called Europeans instead of oh! Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's a zinger Sorry, right there. European people. Uh, speaking, speaking of uh, of rear ends. Sprecken. Yeah, sprecking of, yeah. of rear ends. I uh, I had on a pair of shorts this past weekend. I, I I spent some time in North Florida with my sister and her family. It was really awesome. Uh, but I had North on Florida, North Georgia uh, as well. Yeah. And uh, I had on some shorts, and they were really really. Um, I hadn't worn them for a while, but they're they're cargo shorts. They're worn, you know, before you even get them, they're kind of distressed. Yeah. And there was a something tickling me on the back of my my calf there. And which was weird because I'd been wearing them all the whole way trip, the whole way trip up. Cause I talk like a toddler now the whole way trip up. I had them. And, uh, but it anyway, I, I reached back to, to grab this, um, this, this, uh, thread and I, and I, yeah. I jerked on it hard. Cause that's what you do. You don't want to unravel stuff. You know, God forbid your whole pants fall off in some comedic twist of fate. But as I pulled, I realized that that thing was not connected to the end of my, pant leg there it went all the way up the back and it was perfectly centered somewhere on the back waistline so i flossed my own butt crack (laughs) on accident it was uh it was it was unpleasant to say the least and uh i I think i literally went oh like like somebody had got me yeah so that was, was it connected. Was it like a elastic waistband? Type um, material no, no, no. It, it, was, it was an actual, just a butt long thread, a literal butt long, um, and and beyond for that matter. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I was <laughs> not ex- long and beyond. So I I took a nut, I wrapped it around my finger a couple times, and I pull that thing again, and I I but before I did, I clinched up real tight so it wouldn't slide in <laughs> and get hung up. <laughs> And so I grabbed a Klingon on the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I got rid of that thing. I threw that one in the trash. Sometimes you just are tempted to throw them away, but that was hazardous material after that. So thankfully I will say this, try to floss with it. It was on the outside of my boxers, uh, not, not on the inside. So it it was from those, the outer shorts, not the inner shorts. So next. Well, I got to say, this just happened. One of the reasons I was late getting on tonight, yeah. I was blowing my nose, picking which out I hats. do sometimes. Yeah, I was picking out hats. That took at least 10 minutes. <laughs> Does it look this one or should I put on a different one? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, this one makes me feel Irish for some reason. But um, I, I blew my nose and all of a sudden I felt like something was tickling inside of my nose and I realized I had a bloody nose. Oh, and, uh, it was gross. I, I don't know why, but sometimes when I blow my nose, it does that. Yeah. I, I'm sure you wanted to know that. It's amazing. That's not what I what my weekly update is. No, I, I've just never been one of those people. My my stepdad was one of those guys. Matter of fact, he, had, he was so bad that one of his nostrils was bigger than the other because he had spent most of his childhood packing that thing full of tissue and stuff. Eey. Yeah. Gross. Well, this is only something that's happened in the last year. And I think it's from allergies or something mm. and just getting old, which it's I don't from, It's from clean. That. It's from healthy living. It's juicing. Yes. It's, uh, I haven't done that in a while. Organic <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah. Processed. It's pro- processed stuff. Um, but I, I, I have to say this. I did a funeral, uh, yesterday. Oh, for what? Which a human? It, a human. Okay. It was, yeah. All right. It, it's kind of, I know in, in our line of work, uh, or at least what you used to do and probably sometimes do still, um, you know, you do have to pray for the dead animals. But this this was for a person who was actually Amy's grandmother. And, um, you know, it, situations are everything was good. You know, if, as, as good as someone passing can be, this was a, a good situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they asked me to do it because I'm a professional Christian now. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I was honored to do that. But it's it's awkward kind of doing it for a family member because you're like, oh, you know, what do I say and all that stuff. So I was trying to, and this is may or may not be funny, but Christians will think it's funny maybe. I don't know. Anyways, I, I was trying to relate something with faith. And uh, I said in my eulogy, I said, I've never known anybody that's gone to heaven. And then 
I didn't think about it as I said it, but I said, <laughs> I said, Amy, how do you, how do you think I did? And she said, well, you did pretty good, except for that one time you said you didn't know anybody that went to heaven. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I tried to clear it up. So it was, it was a really small, you know, service. So I, I was meeting with the family afterwards and I said, you know, when I said earlier that I don't know anybody that goes to heaven, I meant to, you know, qualify that by saying, and came back to tell us about it. Uh. And, uh, one of the uncles that I actually uh, told a story about one time before about giving an awkward man hug, um, he piped up and he said, yeah, I was starting to wonder about your line of work. <laughs> he said, yeah, you might be in the wrong business. Uh. Yeah, that, that, so that, that was, you don't know how um, on topic that is for today because we haven't done a featured story <laughs> in a while. And today's featured story is called, um, it's called Heaven is Real. And uh, oh. yes, yes, it's a a parody. It's a <laughs> an obvious parody off the book in the <laughs> in the movie, but we'll get there. That's awesome. <laughs> oh. Um, speaking of well. Jesus stuff, I was I was in Georgia, which is a Jesus state. Yeah, yeah, you know, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, it was Sunday, mm-hmm. and and we somehow were able to accidentally schedule our dinner hour at a Wendy's with the evening getting out of church crowd and you could tell you could tell because these were these were georgia old christians so they all have Mm. christian hairdos you know i i don't know if you if you don't know what i'm talking about then you've never seen like uh not john and kate but what's the other one the duggars you know the way she she has a look and and a certain way of dressing and and so there was a woman yeah, with yeah. there was a woman with a jean skirts yeah down yeah the ankle. and and there yeah. were there were woman with gray oh, hair yeah. with a little thing over her head a little a little uh, uh I can't think of anything today um a little like cloth. a napkin thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A napkin she would okay. use it and then put it it's back on her head covering. her husband would wipe his covering. mouth on her on her <laughs> scalp um so there was all these people and they were they were not what you'd say you know, the trendy hip Christians of today, you know, uh, these were old school dyed in the wool. And so, um, you know, we were, we felt really weird because it was like everybody else knew each other. We were obviously the, the people from, you from the highway. The yeah. You're the outsiders. You're the Just stay out of the cornfield. Yeah, sure. So I went to the bathroom and, mm-hmm. um, did my deal. And when I went to the sink, I, I kind of got a laugh because there, on the soap dispenser was a smile. Jesus loves you track. Okay. Track smile as you, as we call yes, them. Yes. If, if you're not familiar with what a track is, it's basically a pamphlet or, or some kind that when you open it up, it tells you something about Jesus and how to get Jesus in you, how to become a Christian. And, and though I do, uh, I, I've, I've known of people that have, um, you know, used them and, and, and read them and, and have converted their heart to Jesus. Uh, as you said, I don't know anybody personally that has been to heaven from one of these things. Okay. I'm sure they're, they're great. I don't use them. Um, uh, if I didn't have any toilet paper, I would have, uh, but, uh, walk, walk, walk. I mean, I guess if you got to, if you gotta. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, my point is, uh, I, I put it up online and I was like, you know, I was going to wash my hands, but instead I let Jesus wash my sins away, you know? And so that was a little funny thing there. <laughs> it was, it was not liked by anybody it. that was going to heaven. It was all the people that, that weren't, that loved it. So I did something right. But <laughs> what I realized is what a terrible place. This is a common thing. People put these on, on urinals. They put them, you know, on the soap dispenser, on the hand dryers. John, you've seen these. Everybody's seen these things, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's usually the, the illustrated ones, you know, that you're going to go to or hell and get, get hit by a train, you know, or, or, or yeah. you're going to accidentally get a demon in your heart or something like that. So I, I love all those yeah. things. It's great. Um, but what I realized right then is it, even if I wasn't a Christian already, I would not ever, ever want to get saved off of a track in a bathroom because Christians have this thing called a, um, a testimony. And if you don't know what a testimony <laughs> is, it is something that we share sometimes, uh, which is our, 
the story of how we came to know Christ, okay? You know, married people have their story. We got baby stories. We got how we met when we were dating stories. And this is uh, how, you know, what you were doing in your life, what changed, how did you come to know Christ? And I would never, because I would never want to stand up, actually, maybe I would, in church and start my testimony by saying, well, I was taking a pee at Wendy's <laughs> <No>. one Sunday. <laughs> That's the way you'd have to start it. No. I was in there because you couldn't start with, I was washing my hands in a bathroom at Wendy's. Well, you know what you were doing. No. So e even if it was when unsaid, it would still be said. So I think if you didn't say it, people would assume you're doing something else. That's and true. You know, James, I'd kind of like to hear what that testimony would sound like in a North Georgia <laughs> church. Perhaps <laughs> Billy Bob did find well, that. Well, I'll track. tell you what, Need right now. Well, it, it, Maybe I'll do it as a bonus at the end because we have got a lot of content there uh, today. So <laughs> next. All right. Well, I found out my son was in a rare mood the other day. I mean, he was just like laughing and making jokes. This is the older one I'm talking about. Okay. He doesn't he doesn't usually do that. He's usually pretty somewhat seriously. He likes to, you know, be serious with his jokes. And but he was in a rare mood and he was just having fun and. And so he's talking about his hair because, you know, I cut his hair and it's getting long and stuff. And he's, he, he said, I want, I want it to be attractive to girls. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? You're nine. You know, <laughs> what do you want to be attractive to girls for? And so he, he realized quickly that, that he kind of made a mistake when he said that. Yeah. So I said, well, what kind of girls are you trying to attract? And so he quickly said, none. I said, you want to attract nuns? And he starts laughing really loud. And he's like, ah, you know, it's kind of nervous laugh and stuff. And he says, what's a nun? <laughs> I had to explain it to him. It yes, you, you, you have to because nuns are not interested in none. They're... So you got some your work cut out for you if you're uh, trying to attract a nun. <laughs> He didn't get it either. It's hey, it worked. It week. worked in um, the 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 story, the mu sound of music. You got hey, it. He, he right. converted a nun. So. He wasn't even trying. Yeah, yeah. That's How true. do you solve a problem like Maria? Did know. you feel like you were in the sound of music when you were up there in North Georgia? I did not. I felt like I was in hell. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because Helen, Georgia. <laughs> if you've ever been to Helen, Georgia. It is decorated the whole thing like it's an alpine village, and it that's is that's right, a German alpine village. Everything looks like Hansel and Gretel, and and you yep. should eat the building kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And it is kind of tacky. It is very tacky actually because it's not Disney yeah. quality. It is cardboard, you know, cut out in shop class at the middle school <laughs> shop teacher kind of quality. And uh, now, come on, James, we're proud of our Helen, Georgia. Roots. No, um, it's there's a lot of fun things to do there, <laughs> but look around at buildings is not one of them. So, sorry, it's just that that nice little gem hidden up there in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. It is pretty you up just, there. It is, and it's it's treacherous. Yeah. The roads are treacherous, and uh, people people <laughs> who are who live there are very capable of driving and they like to take their half out of middle. And so you're going around a sharp curve and you see a big, you know, uh, S 10 coming around the corner halfway in your lane. <laughs> yeah. You think you're going to die. So anyway, it's because they're all mountain goats up there. Let's uh, let's jump into some news real quick. Um, I want to announce this uh, by popular demand. We have a, uh, we've been wanting, people have been wanting a theme show. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do a theme show. It's going to be on September 9th. That's about a month away. You got plenty of time, folks, to send your stuff in. And we'll, we'll remind you. Um, so we want your stories on the following theme. Things I believed when I was a kid. Okay. This could be oh, stories like people told you, lies your grandma said, you know, cats <laughs> were girls, dogs were boys, you know, um, that kind of stuff. So you got three, four weeks to think of it. September 9th, the magic date. We're going to redo and uh, our theme show concept and and uh, things I believed when I was a kid. So maybe next week I'll give you a little example of that. Hey, and if you're going to Dragon Con, we want to meet up in um in in uh Atlanta, August 29th yes. through September 1st is the dates. Um, we'd probably want to do it, you know, Friday night or, you know, Friday or Saturday, not Saturday, 
Maybe late Saturday. I don't know. No. We'll, we'll see. But um, if there's anybody that's interested, please email me, james at nlcast.com. I'll put you in a special list, and we'll get some conversations started and uh, and get that set up. And we'll we'll do it based on uh, everybody's schedule. You know, what's good for everybody. It'll yeah. probably be in downtown Atlanta, and uh, it'll be fun. It might be in a food Very court. Cool. I don't know. We'll see. Might be dressed up as somebody um, or not. I'll be dressed up as James <laughs> Kennison. And if you see James a Kennison if you from see, Axe Cop? No. Yeah, the one that blew up. No, and if you see a thread hanging down out of the back of my shorts, please do not pull it. <laughs> it's my yeah, ripcord. I'll be wearing a kilt. It's my ripcord. Yeah, so uh I don't know what that means. But join us live every Tuesday. We already talked about it, but Tuesdays, 9 30 p.m. Eastern, podcast.nlcast.com slash live. And thanks for Marvel Geek to Marvel Geek for joining us in the forums. And Carrillo, there's a voice we haven't, or a name we haven't seen what? in forever. And M Dash, thank you for coming in. So those we figured I'd I'd read them. Now it's time for our featured story. Let's see if I can find a sound for that. You ain't that funny. Okay, there's your, there's your sound. <laughs> you ain't. So featured story. All right, featured story. It's called Heaven Is Real. And yes, mm-hmm. yes, it is a parody of that book. And I don't know how you believe about it, but I hate. Heaven is real. I hate the book. I hate that little boy. I, no, I don't. I don't hate him. <laughs> Just wanted to save a shock value. And I know there's a movie out or something now, and I see it. And and yeah. you know why I hate it? I hate it on principle because people buy that on stuff because they're like, now I know heaven's real. Now I know because of this little boy who almost died or died, and Jesus kissed him, and now he's back. And I, I can already tell you what the story's about. <laughs> And and this kid told this story. They they they've made a fortune off of it, so that's ridiculous. And uh, second, I already have a book that told me heaven is real, and that's good enough <laughs> for me. It's called the B I B L E people. And uh, yeah, if you ain't if you need a five year old to um, kind of officiate and confirm what Jesus is saying, um, you might need to go back and and read the Bible. Or or just be well, one of those guys that John doesn't know. As a child, you know, just give uh, up yeah. on heaven. <laughs> I've never known anybody that's gone to heaven. <laughs> so I know, well, I know this guy. All right, so it's called Heaven's for Real for a reason because when I was eight, this is this actually was about ten. I was ten years old, and um, it, this is I, I never thought to tell this story before because first of all, I'd forgotten about it. My sister reminded me of it, and I realized she didn't know all of it because I was about to start talking about the stuff she didn't know, and it was really embarrassing, but I was going to do it anyway so that I could kind of beat her to it and make fun of myself before she did. But then I realized that all she knew is that my illness was fake. That's all she knew about the story. I will make sense in just a minute. Okay, so, okay, you're okay. giving us a little foreshadow. Yeah, a little foreshadow, a little fore, foreplay. Um, so I, we lived in a, in a three and a half acre lot. This was the area where, um, the barrel of boys was spun around and dumped down on the floor. This is, uh, yeah, this is the, the, yeah, the, the torture chamber. There's all kinds of stories. The book in the butt happened around this same time. Um, and also lots and lots. What? (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is where I did that. Absolutely. Okay. So lots and lots and lots of stories uh, come from this 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 time of my life. Uh, this was also a time where I was homeschooled. Okay, I was pulled out of school. Mm-hmm. I was like sixth grade or something like that. And my mother uh, took us to church once in a while, but mostly during that time, I was not filled with. I guess I was just filled with a lot of information that wasn't necessarily um, central to the teachings and the belief system of Jesus Christ, you know, uh, sometimes Christians like to add stuff in and like to really talk about stuff like, like the devil, like, like demons Mm. and the presence of demons and how demons are responsible, (laughs) how demons are responsible, uh, for your behavior. Um, to the point that my mother, um, added, would sometimes this would happen she would take a list of demons that she had gotten from somebody and she would sit us down, me and my sisters one at a time, and she would cast out demons from us. And we knew really, yeah. Demons of, um, I got, I don't know. Uh, rebellion was a big one. 
Um, just whatever we'd mm-hmm. been doing, demons of Pop-Tarts, you know, if we'd snuck some Pop-Tarts or something like that. I don't know. But we knew that if we yawned and burped at the right times, because that's how you knew that the <laughs> demon left you, <laughs> that we could go out and play some more before the nighttime oh came. Gosh. But all that did, it, it didn't really do anything. I, I It was funny, though, because it did create a, a false sense of freeness, feeling free and lighter that I, at the time, believed because I had less demons in me or possibly even none. But now I realize it was just the freedom from that crap. So it was just uh, it was it was just crap. So during the daytime, all this was great. It was fine. Whatever. You know, you're you don't even think to question your folks. You know, if they're nuts, you don't know it. Uh, but at nighttime, <laughs> when the darkness would come, um, that's when things would get really freaky because I would even hear phrases like this. Um, to, a pastor would say, some people believe there's a devil behind every doorknob. And I would take that absolutely concretely because that's the way youngins think very concretely. They don't mm. know it's a metaphor. And I was scared to close doors because that was a demon behind my doorknob. Um, there's a demon behind the doorknob. I went to a church. Door. I went to a church my that they actually would say that Tylenol was a demon. Okay? Ooh. Because we believed that if you had a headache, you could not say you had a headache because if you said you had a headache, mm. that was a lack of faith and you couldn't be healed. So what you had to say yeah. after you prayed, God, help me with my headache, then you had to say I don't have a headache even though you had a headache. So you go tell your mom. I'm being delivered of that. Yeah, I'm being delivered of that. I'm I'm talking I'm talking about faith. So you'd go tell your mom cuz you're concrete thinker and you're like mom i have a headache still we but we prayed about that i know but i have a headache don't that's a bad confession don't you be doing that and i'm like can i have a tylenol no that's a demon and, and i was like really Why wow. do we have them in our house i thought they were bigger you know i thought they had talons and <laughs> teeth and stuff they're just little white pills and that little tiny white pills is that what i'm burping up you know i don't know so um they were demons because they were they you know tylenol why would you need it if you're healed you know and uh, yeah, sure. so I don't know. I, I didn't get it. It seemed like a bunch of folk magic to me at the time. And uh, later on made it really hard for me to believe in Jesus for real, because I was like, okay, what was mm. crap and what was real? And uh, so anyway, so now that I've laid out that <laughs> I can tell you about the, the depths and the widths and the breadths that I went to, to avoid a very, very horrible thing to happen to you when you're 10. One day I woke up and my abdomen hurt like a freak. It hurt really bad all the way across. It did not feel like gas, but my mother was absolutely assured that it was. And so every time that I took a step, every time I moved, it hurt really, really bad. Looking back, it felt a lot like when I had appendicitis the other year. Um, But I don't know that that's what it was. It was something more than gas (laughs) because that comes in waves. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was probably, it probably wasn't appendicitis, but it hurt all the way across. She made me work all day thinking that it would shake something loose. I don't know. Uh, maybe mm. there was a demon in my colon, but all it did was hurt. <laughs> so, Let me out. So the question my sister, Please. the question my sister had asked me on the vacation was, was that fake? And I said, yes, but then I thought again, and I'm like, well, no, I, I didn't fake it because I was 10. I didn't know what appendicitis was. I wouldn't have come to that conclusion. My mom did. So she took me to the hospital that evening, and I was uh, I was in a, be- a bed. They were taking um, x-rays. I was admitted. Uh, apparently, something was wrong. I don't know what. I was told to stay in my bed. Um, I was bored one night. My mother was sleeping and I slipped over into a, um, cause I was attached to stuff, but I, I switched it over to a, uh, a wheelchair and I wheeled myself into what I heard was a video arcade room down the hall and dad gum only the eighties would provide such an amazing room. It was dark and backlit from behind all the arcade cabinets and all the way around on four walls were free, unlimited, you know, credits on every single thing. All you had to do is push button one or player two. And I played everything. I played a lot of games until I heard a sound in the back corner that immediately became Beelzebub. I was so freaked out. I was absolutely convinced that the devil was there because I was breaking the law. 
I had gone against my mother's wishes and it made me feel very aware of what I thought was the spiritual world at the time. So I got back in my wheelchair and I pedaled it out of there. And I think I got that thing caught on every single thing I could on the way out. Sure. That, that the thing from whatever, whatever it was from evil dead that was zooming through the forest after, you know, I thought that was what was coming after me. I just felt it on the back of my neck the whole way. Well, I told you all that to tell you this. The next day, they decided uh, there was a very, very cute uh, nurse um, and that I saw off and on. She would come and take care of me, bring me food and things. And my mom and her had talked, and they came back, and they said, we are going to have you flip over, and we are going to put in a suppository. <gasps> I didn't know what a suppository was, but I was a bright young man. And I put it together very quickly, even though I didn't see it flipping over. <laughs> there was only one place to put anything in from the back. And though I'd never mm. heard of a suppository, though I'd never experienced one, I knew I didn't want to. And so I started <laughs> screaming and I started yelling and acting as if I was going to die. Because very quickly I realized I had to get very creative and I had a very superstitious mom. And so much mm. like the story that I told about the time I faked God's voice over an intercom system, I, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> faked my own death. <laughs> no, you didn't. You faked your own I death. started freaking Come out. On. And I started screaming, and I'm like, oh, it hurts, it hurts. Ah! And then I paused, and I act like I passed out. <laughs> And then my mom, who bought it, you know, says, James, no, James, wake up. And I woke up. I'm like, what? Oh, you're all here. Because I had seen, no. I'd never heard of this happening. You know, this wasn't popular then, you know. But I had read a story from a guy named, I think it was, um, it was called I Went to Hell. It was a little book that my, for some reason my mom let me read from this pastor. Little tracks. It was a word of faith guy. Um Kenneth Cope, Kenneth Hagen, Hagen, Kenneth Hagen uh, wrote a story about how he went to hell like three times, got saved, went to heaven. So I read, I'd read this thing. So I knew, I knew a little bit about it. Okay. So I, I come back and I'm like, I'm, I'm using Dorothy from the wizard of Oz. Oh, you're here, Scarecrow. You're everybody's here, you know? And they're like, what happened? And the nurse is even getting in on it, man. She's in for it. And I told this story about how I saw Jesus. And um, how he told me that my time wasn't, it wasn't my time yet. <laughs> he had Gosh. work for me to do. And <laughs> my mom was crying. <laughs> the lady. She was crying? Yeah. The lady, the oh. nurse is sitting in her seat with her eyes wide open. She starts talking oh, no. about her life and her and my oh, mom no. talk about God for like two hours. <laughs> And I am like, <laughs> all well, I know. Because you didn't want to have a suppository. That's right. All I knew right then is I was like, I don't want a suppository and I will do whatever it takes. I don't care if I am dying. I will never show that I have any more pain in, in this concept. So uh, apparently I was healed as well. Immediately. You were. You immediately healed. I don't remember my exact words, but I, I remember telling him that Jesus wanted me to come back home and that my time wasn't right and he had something for me to do. And it was apparently to tell this story. Uh, so I could die any time after this. And and rightly so. I, I could write my own I went to hell book, but I will be in hell while I'm writing it. So maybe there's email. Maybe there's Wi-Fi. So, uh, oh so yeah, if I'm a little skeptical about the heaven is real kid, <laughs> there might be a little oh, bit no. of a reason. That's all I'm saying. I believe heaven is real. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But I also believe that it, it is appointed to a man once to die. <laughs> Mm. And after that, the judgment. So the judgment. I don't know the, that I believe people go and come back. That's that's my thing. So because I didn't I don't know. If I was right there in my bed, riding the wave of spirituality, false spirituality. And I, I did it. You know, I used it. Oh, 
And, uh, and rightly so all the, all the demons that I'd had cast out of me, all the burps I'd had to manifest and, and all that, you know? So, you know, I know, I know listeners are going, James, why did you become a pastor with all that bull? And, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you my testimony. Hey, (laughs) when I was, it's quick because it's, cause I got to say when I was like four, like all church people do, and we don't have a testimony. We just have, well, I went to VBS in Sunday school and my mom cast demons out of me and I went allowed to take Tylenol for my headaches. You know, that's about it. But when I was 18, I moved out. I was out of my house. I could decide if I wanted to go to church or not. And I kind of didn't want to kind of said, you know what? Uh, I, I got enough Sunday school in me. I believe in Jesus, you know, as a person, what he did. I believe in God, but all the rest of it, that was crap. That was fake. And, and my mind kind of went, yeah, most of what you saw was, was fake. I now realize I, I, I consider that to be, to have been the voice of God because my head is stupid. <laughs> and if there's anything that makes sense in there, it's not me. <laughs> so, and you'll see why as, as the, as the inner conversation continues, I was like, yeah, yeah, most of that was fake feeling all self-righteous and stuff. And then this, 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 this statement that changed my life came to my head and it just said, but everything that's fake, everything that's fake is imitating something real. And I said, yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm glad I thought of that all by myself because I'm a genius. And uh, and I decided that from that point on, my journey was going to be for what was real, um, not the bull crap that people, you know, put around what God is and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still on that journey. And a lot of the stuff got shirked away. You know, I don't care about demons. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that crap. I don't care about a lot of stuff. And when I have a headache, by God, I take medicine. And when I was depressed, by God, I took medicine. Whoa, there you go. There's Billy Bob for you. Sean die. Um, <laughs> Come on. And uh, somebody. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and the, 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 I guess the, to sum it up, the ultimate reason I don't care about heaven very much is because I didn't get saved to avoid hell. I, I became a Christian because I, I really appreciated what Jesus did for me. And, uh, and, and I wanted to say thanks by giving him my life. So there you go. Um, that is the end of our featured story word word to your mother. Hey, we're going to do some listener stories. If you want to send stories, you can do it. You can send them to James at This one is a voicemail though. We'll tell you how you can send those in just a second. This is from, the wonderfully voiced Veronica. Hey, James and John. This is Veronica from North Carolina. Uh, glad you guys had such a lovely time at kids camp. Um, and so I worked a lot of years at summer camps. And uh, there were a lot of crazy stories. And you guys talking about all those camp stories reminded me of one in particular. Uh, fortunately, it didn't happen to me because uh, I wouldn't have let my kids do what she was letting her kids do, <laughs> but just I will tell you her story. Um, so she had uh, probably 10 middle schoolers in her cabin, 10 girls, and mm. um, the bathroom it isn't in the cabin. It's down the way. Uh, you have to go outside. And so at night, uh, <laughs> it became like a badge of honor to not go to the bathroom, which is further away, but to go and what they call jungle pee, basically just squat in the woods and go. And um, the counselor encouraged it and thought it was, it was like hardcore or whatever. Really, it wasn't good for the environment because we're right near the water no. source. That's where she starts. And it drains in the lake, yada, yada. Uh, but whatever. Um, so she was uh, encouraging her girls to do jungle that. Jungle pee. became like a thing. Um, so at night, one of her girls tapped her on the shoulder and said, oh, I'm going to go outside and go to the bathroom. Uh, so she did. Her, she heard her come back in. Um, next morning, some of the girls were standing outside waiting to go to breakfast. And uh, they said to the counselor, hey, um, what, what's this out here? <laughs> um, and the counselor went outside and right like on the front stoop, like in the dirt next to the front stoop of the cabin. There was a pile of human feces. And the girl hadn't said she was going to go pee outside. She just said she was going to go to the bathroom. So the counselor uh, knew that she had 
pooped right outside the front door. Oh, um, and so the counselor thought fast and was like, oh yeah, it must be some sort of animal. What do you guys think that is? Is that a raccoon? Huh? Okay, let's go to breakfast. And she just totally had to pretend that one of her girls didn't poop. <laughs> or white. And uh, now oh. you guys are screaming and making gross noises and yes. it's making me very happy to listen to it. And I hope you guys have a great day and a wonderful podcast. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. There's a quick and easy Thanks, method Veronica. to figure out if somebody's going to prom or not <laughs> when they get in high school. <laughs> and top on the what checklist is, is have you pooped right outside your freaking <laughs> <laughs> Have you jungle peed or pooed in your life? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, it's so funny that it's like a rite of passage because guys. <laughs> it's a badge of honor. <laughs> for guys, we, we try to do it on the sly. Like, we, we don't want to go, so we whip it out and go behind a tree and hope nobody finds <laughs> yeah. out. You know, yeah. and we I never bragged about it. Oh, I just peed on that thing right there. It's <laughs> usually but a, cactus. But a girl, a girl <laughs> popped a squat right outside the door. I don't blame her though. <laughs> I would be too scared to go out in the oh woods too. I would, I would, uh, but I still <sighs> wouldn't have done that. That's so terrible. I was listening to this, to this when I was trying to, you know, screen, screening it, and I thought it was dudes. I missed the part where it was female until after <laughs> she said she pooped outside, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's so much better when you talk about dudes because you can say you can say words like he took a dump. But when you talk about women, you have to say feces and you have to say pooped. And it makes it so much worse. <laughs> uh, thanks, Veronica. I, would, I did not see that coming. I didn't I didn't expect that. I, I was poop. thinking, oh, maybe like somebody scared a kid while mm. she was out there. Mm, I didn't mm. expect the jungle poo. Jungle poo. All right. Uh, Yanu uh, sent this in one time. <laughs> My three siblings and I were having some apple pie with my babysitter when she remarked, Mm. I love pie. And uh, we older siblings were quick to be smart, Alex, and said, well, you love pie so much, then why don't you marry it? And then the youngest (laughs) chimed in with his kindergartner wisdom. She can't marry pie. It doesn't have feet. (laughs) Family Family still jokes about how feet. Are a prerequisite prerequisite to, to marriage. Oh, Peace out, Yanush. Uh, so apparently, if you don't have feet, you can't get married. That's that's the rule. <laughs> sorry, oh sorry, gosh. people with diabetes. Yeah, you're you're at risk of uh, losing <laughs> losing your spouse. Oh. Uh, this is a great one. Hey, James and Mockingbird. See, that's it right there. That's oh, all I should have hey, to read because I love that they're using your name. I just listened Probably. to episode 223, mm-hmm. and I wanted to say that I'm from Mississippi, and no, we are not part of the KKK. <laughs> what the panties, James? I, am I the one <laughs> that said that? Uh, anyway, watch out, guys. The whole state of Mississippi is going to rally outside your houses with pitchforks, torches, and junk. <laughs> I don't think she meant junk, but it means junk to me. Uh, there also may or may not be a group of nuns with the AK-47s that I smuggled into them last year. Audra, yeah. a.k.a. Marvel Geek. So we, we offended Mississippi, and uh, I would worry more about it, but their trucks won't make it all the way to my house. So <laughs> Wait a second. I saw Mississippi burning, okay? Didn't that... Okay. okay. Uh Hannah. I, I, Hannah called in this and it's super a uh, super gross. Hey nobody's super gross. This is Hannah again. Um I'm calling because I just had a massage and I wanted to share my story with you. Um Aww. so I go a in massage? for the massage and they're yeah. taking care of my shoulders and they're taking care of everything that's tight and messed up. And near the end of the massage my therapist, who is a very big guy with a girl's name, which was strange. Anyways, um, I feel Sally? a wetness like drip on me, and I'm like, oh, man, the lotion is dripping. That's she weird. Um, the lotion is dripping. starts to finish the massage and wrap up, she's doing right over my face, and I feel another drip, and I realize <laughs> the dude's dripping sweat on my face. Oh! <laughs> Very, very awkward. But I don't say anything because uh, I'm that kind of person who yes. won't say anything. Um, yeah, I mean, but after uh, the massage was over and I was leaving the gratuity, 
and I was talking to the girl at the front desk. I'm like, hey, can I leave a note for this therapist? <laughs> she probably thought I was crazy. I hope she didn't think I was leaving him my number. But I sat there and wrote him a note that said, thanks for the great massage, but you sweated on me. And it was weird. Anyway, I hope you liked my story. I thought it was weird and funny and uncomfortable. I hope you did too. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Sweated on her face. On her face. It was on her face? Yes, she, once on the back and then once on her face. <gasps> <laughs> Tripping sweat. All I could think of when she was saying that was that episode of the of um, the IT crowd when Roy goes and gets a massage and the therapist kisses his bum. He takes him to court. Do you remember that was the best? <laughs> yes, that was the worst and best all at the same time. <laughs> Oh, it's like, where exactly could you put his face right where? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, gosh, oh, I would have I would have complained because so, this guy's I, got three or four more clients behind you and you owe it to them. That would have stressed me out. Oh, I would have been all tense again. You exactly. sweated on me. Oh. Scott says I share an office with my coworker named Joel. We often compete to see who brings the best lunch to work, and he almost always wins. But one day, I turned to him with a smug look on my face and said, I don't care what you brought for lunch today. I had a better breakfast this morning. Oh, yeah? He challenged me. I had two chocolate chip waffles with strawberries and whipped cream on top. Joel looked slightly jealous of this revelation. He was about to make a retort when I felt a wave of nausea come over me. I stood up abruptly and darted to the bathroom. I can only describe what happened <laughs> next as explosive. Uh, then I asked Jesus into my heart because of a tract. And then um, <laughs> when, I was, I some raiding when I finished with my longer than normal trip to the bathroom, I returned to our office. Joel was the one looking smug now. Not feeling so good after all that sugar for breakfast, huh? He asked. I shook my head, sat down, humbled at my computer. <laughs> I checked my email. It wasn't but two minutes later when the wave of nausea hit me again stronger this time. I stood up, rolling my rolling chair flying across the office, and I made my way to the bathroom for round two. Joel shouted after me, here comes the other waffle. Ha, 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 Nice. From Scott. There you go. Oh, Scott's Scott got Johnson? A, no, I wish. <laughs> uh, this is uh, it's a new Scott. It's a new Scott. Um, I was on vacation with my little brother, and after a long day of driving, we got ourselves a hotel room. We each had our own bed, and as soon as I got in mine, I was out like a light bulb. I slept peacefully for an hour or so till I woke up abruptly in shock and horror. There was a man leaning over my face with a pillow. I rolled out of the mystery attacker's reach and assumed a defensive position, putting myself between... My uh, m the my brother and this man until I realized that the pillow assassin was my brother. What are you doing? I asked. He looked at me strangely and simply replied, I got your pillow. I looked around and noticed that I had already had three perfectly comfortable pillows that I'd been sleeping on before being rudely awakened. You asked me to grab your other pillow, he said. Knowing that I couldn't possibly have done this, I was starting to get fairly annoyed. More annoying than that was the intensely scratchy throat that I had woken up with. So I decided that the conversation was over. Whatever, I said. I'm going to get a glass of water. I'm going back to bed. My brother dropped the pillow under my bed and said, Scott, I already got you water. I stopped in my tracks. What in the world was going on? He motioned to the nightstand. There was a glass of water. It had been filled up just for me. You asked me to get you a glass of water. Apparently, I had woken in my sleep or spoken in my sleep for the first time in my life that night. <laughs> I asked my brother to pour me some water, which he was reluctant to get out of bed in the middle of the night to do, but pester I pestered him until he finally did it, and uh, no I wouldn't way. take the glass for him, from him, so he set it down next to me. Uh, at that time, I asked him to do one more favor, which was to grab the pillow that was at the edge of the bed, and it seemed ridiculous to him since I was closer to the pillow than he was, and I already had three, but being the kind brother that he is, he grabbed the pillow and tried to hand it to me, and that's when I woke up, thinking he was trying to smother me to death. <laughs> So thanks, James and John. No, I'm a longtime way. listener and love the show. So awesome! That's an awesome story. That was Scott again. He got two today because he was awesome. Uh, Mike Prince Maybe sent this in. Scott, Michael Prince here. I'm just calling to tell you a quick story. Um, I uh, have been in a fireworks tent for eight nights. 
staying the night in it, mm. make, doing a fundraiser for our ministry. And in the middle of the night, I have to go to the bathroom in these bushes behind the tent. <laughs> well, there was it's a... It's a badge uh, of honor. There's always these birds around our tent, these little mocking Jungle bird pee. things. They, they like to walk hey. more than fly, so they're always underfoot somewhere close to me. Well, a couple nights ago, I get up about 2 in the morning, and I go out of the tent. I walk out, having to go to the bathroom, and... Getting, you know, myself in the, situ- in, the, in, the, in the situation I need to be in to go ahead and release what needs to be released. And one of those birds, I scare one of those birds and it takes off flying. And I start to release my needs that needed to come out before I was completely ready. And it scared me so bad. And I, I had to... Um, I had to change my my clothing before I got back in my sleeping bag. It was gross, but it was pretty hilarious. I'm just glad there was nobody around to see me. Anyway, I'm enjoying listening to the show. Love you guys. Bye. So so his Roman candle went off is what he's trying to say. (laughs) The funny thing is this. That's not the first time that he's wet his pants on this show. Oh, really? What was the other? I remember when he shared that story. I think it was a a voicemail, too. He... He's on his honeymoon and he wet the bed. <laughs> oh boy. Maybe this is the yeah, problem. I think for that him. was him. Mike, maybe you should see a doctor <laughs> instead of a podcast. I don't know. Just an idea. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for sending that in. We've got one more. Oh, and awesome. unfortunately, I do not have the name of the person. And I hate that. But here it goes. Um, uh, dear NLCast, something just happened to me that made me think nobody's listening material. It started out with the best of intentions. In short, a family, a, a friend's family member passed away this week. And I was going to the viewing. They said the viewing was Friday evening at a funeral home. And on Saturday morning, the the viewing and the service was at the church down the street. So Saturday morning, I showed up at the funeral home. And myself and another car um, were the first ones in the parking lot. A couple gets out of the car. I followed them in right away. And I felt something was off. I was looking over at the pictures Mm -hmm. in the lobby. And I couldn't find pictures of my friend. The couple who were in the lobby asked me how I knew the man. And I said, I knew his daughter and their perplexed looks confirmed my fears <laughs> that I, I was at the wrong oh, no. viewing. I was oh. told he didn't have a daughter. And after some awkward talk and apologies, I bolted from there and sped down the street to the <laughs> church. Uh, it might've been on par with the seizing sumo episode 66 and my favorite, uh, NL cast story, but I was one room away from embarrassment of epic proportions. Moral of the story, read your text messages. Don't just glance at them one time. Uh, so thank you random person i hate oh that's awesome that i didn't uh i didn't get your name oh i'm, I'm not i'm so bad at that <clears throat> sometimes i'm not all right <laughs> we haven't done a recap song for a while so it's about that time and but uh, first you gotta die and tell us a story <laughs> see that or get a suppository man all right all right here we go Okay. Let's see. I was 10 years old. I did as I was told. But before they could flip me and put something in me, I I came up with a story that sent them all to places they never thought they'd go. Oh, yes, I told them a story that I had died, and so I saw Jesus, and I saved us from getting a suppository. So I told a Jesus story, and I faked it, but I didn't have to take it in the rear from the cutest nurse I'd ever seen. I didn't want a suppository, so I told a fake heaven story. (laughs) And when I was drunk and in a biker gang one Sunday, I walked into a Wendy's and I had to pee and wash my hands and that's when saw a smiley face smiling at me. It told me a story how Jesus loved my soul. And I forgot to wash my hands and I went outside and told everybody 
about the joy I found in the bathroom. And I hugged their necks and accidentally spread my pee along with the good news. Because I never washed my hand like I was supposed to. And now I'm in your church talking to you, telling my testimony. die like I did and it's fake just tell your mom and she will go and get you a um, person to help you sell your tale to Hollywood cause people are awfully eager to see that stuff and we all know that five year olds never lie they can't make up stuff they can't try they have no imagination they've never known what they were saying so why question it just make a lot of money and I'll get a tattoo on my tummy cause I'm a biker and it will say Jesus washed my sins away but my hands are still they're still at bay What can I say? I am a girl now. And I went to camp and I felt kind of damp. So I decided to walk outside. And I didn't want to walk all the way. I wanted a little bit of pride. So I did what I thought all the other girls were doing. I dropped my trowel and pushed it out and I started a pooing. <laughs> <laughs> and quickly I realized I'd probably done the wrong thing Cause oh, there was a guy taking pictures while I did my thing oh, no. <laughs> And I realized that the lady up in charge, the counselor Had a deal with a photographer And now we're on a fetish site I'm there for now and the rest oh. of my life And it is going to hurt I can't get into college. I can't get in a job. I can't even get married because my crap's all over town. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Anywhere you want to go, you can see me be. See me. <laughs> and before I kill John, I'm going to stop. But I'm going to get a massage really quick gonna relax me and make me feel really great and that's why i got this strong guy and now i feel the lotion going on why is it on my forehead i open my eyes and a towel is damp he's wiping his eyes i look into them deeply and then i realize the salt water from his face has dropped um from the skies and landed on my nose and dribbled right on down and I'd like to say something but I'm not that kind of clown not the kind that break up with you anyway and I know that I have to pay the same price even though there was no happy ending there you go I don't know where that's lyrical genius right there. Well, it comes and goes. Parts are great. Other Eminem. parts, not so much. And I'm not ringing my own bell. I just know when it rhymes and when it don't. So <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you appreciated that kind of stuff. Guys, it is time for us to get out of here. Visit the website podcast.nlcast.com where you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter or join us for a live show. Uh, join the Facebook NLCast Facebook group. It's called the Nobody's Listening Community, and it's amazing and fun. Leave an iTunes review if that's how you found us or wherever podcasts are found. Support Nobody's Listening at patreon.com slash NLCast. And check out all of the other NLCast Network shows available for download at NLCast.com. Thanks to all our patrons like Jordan Medea, Lauren Mack, Mandy Newberg, Seth Darling, Amy Butterfield, Scott Covert, Kevin Walker, Janusz Streisbeck, Anna Silva, Tamara Selleck, Mike Cornish, and thanks to Rob Gobers for our awesome theme music, our spouses for letting us record, our contributors, and everyone who listens. And remember, when you tell your funny life story, tell it like nobody's listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. That's right. If, <laughs> and if you happen to be in uh, North Georgia, you see a track waiting for you. Um, take a Tylenol. Read it. 
cast the demons out of yourself, read it, and uh, that way your testimony can be, I had to really pee. I really had to pee. God had a, God had a plan for me while I went to go pee. It could even rhyme. It'll make a great book title. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye, John. Thanks, man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. People do it, man. Crazier things have happened. I, I should write that. I should write that book. Jesus, Jesus met me in Wendy when I had to pee. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.